It's spoiler in time, folks, and this is the show where we take all the hard work we do on our sister show, Cord Killers, where we figure out what to watch and where to watch it, and then we talk about it. This week, we're going to talk about Miami Vice Season 2, Back in the World, starring G. Gordon Liddy. We're going to talk about the finale of Season 1 of Squid Game, Episode 9, Hawkeye, Season 1, Episode 5, and... Spider-Man No Way Home, the movie. I'm Tom Merritt. He's Brian Brushwood. Oh, my gosh. And it is time to feast on the first real MCU goodness that we've had in a very long time. So joining us is Meryl Barr and, of course, Bryce Castillo. Who wants to go first? Let's talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. And it's called spoiler in time, folks. So just, you know. Keep in mind that we are going to talk about all the things that happened in Spider-Man No Way Home. But as I mentioned on Cord Killers, Brian, I I personally enjoyed this movie so much. And I enjoyed the way they revealed not only the villains, but the the other Spider-Man uh, so much that to me, the joy was in seeing it happen, seeing how they executed it. What was the interaction between them uh, that even if you knew it was coming... It was it was incredibly enjoyable because I fully suspected it to happen. So I wasn't really surprised, but I really loved seeing it. The- I, I, I think I might be able to plus up that love by saying if you began this show with a spotlight on a magician walking out with a cape and a hat and he said, ladies and gentlemen, over the next two hours and 46 minutes, I'm going to dazzle you with an incredible display of... Uh, legal wrangling, uh, positive cooperation between rival studios in which <laughs> everyone will be made happy and an incredible magic trick in which we will cause you to forget about the previous 26 movies of the MCU and now henceforth only focus on the Sony owned properties. It will be an incredible piece of logistical and legal ledger domain. It's me, the legal lawyer, uh, poof, and then he vanishes, right? Like, uh, that alone is, 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 is really a marvel. And I, I, I want to read the book about how, this, about how this movie ever was made to be. I, here, let me tell you how good the, this movie is. Uh, because I, I, I had tickets for opening night. And then Omicron was starting to creep in. I was like, eh, I don't know. Let me switch to Saturday morning. But I knew that by doing that, I would. there was no way I wasn't going to know everything that happened in the movie by the time I went and saw it Saturday morning. So instead, I just leaned into that. And the second that the international releases hit and all the clips started popping up on YouTube, I started watching canned clips of the of Toby's entrance, of 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 uh, Andrew's entrance, of May dying. So, so you the, and, you literally had all of the spoilers before you walked in. And I cried on well, watching all these moments on my phone, and I cried again in the theater. They were brilliant. They were gorgeous. They were well told. They were well directed. Oh, the moment when Andrew comes in and then Zendaya throws the bread at him. It's like I had the tickle thing. It's not for bread. Like I loved. Everything, I, this movie is um, remarkable, and it is why, like, it being, like, I, I I believe it's a cliche to say that people only show up for good movies. People show up for movies. It helps when they're good. This is a good example of that, where it's like, it helps that this movie is genuinely great on top of it being a Spider-Man movie. 
Tom. Yes. How did you feel about this movie? Well, I just told you how I felt about this movie, didn't I? Did I well, not? Well, no, no, no. I, I, well, uh, you haven't what are you, walked what are you, what are you after? What, what are you I, after? What can I give you? Give me the blow-by-blow blow of your personal experience of what you expected and what you actually got. Ah, okay. Um, I didn't get spoiled at all. Uh, I, I, I magically was able to avoid any spoilers. I 100% guessed that if they were going to have the villains, they were going to have Toby and, and Andrew Garfield as well. Uh, we went at 10.45 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, we had a great crowd, even that early on a Saturday, of people oh. who were into it. They were clapping. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest applause moment of the movie was when Andrew Garfield caught MJ. Uh, and people I even teared up a little. Amazing Spider-Man 2. When that happened. Like. I was like, oh my gosh. he redeemed. I, I think what they did so magically with the Spider-Men... And I'll talk about the villains too, but with, with the Spider-Man, they, uh, they didn't just bank on like, and we'll have Toby and Andrew show up and that'll be fun and that'll carry it. They worked for it. They said, no, let's, let's actually develop Toby's Spider-Man that was in those original movies. And where would he be this amount of years later? Let's develop Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And what would he be going through? And then let's give them motivations, why they're going to help Tom Holland's, why they're going to fight, who they're going to fight and how they're going to feel when they fight those people and why they're going to decide that sending them back uh, is better than just killing them when they are the ones who originally killed them. Uh, and I'm like, that, that work paid off. Because even if you hadn't seen the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, you got the gestalt of him going through the pain. You got the world weariness of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man saying, yeah, it's been a long road, but we worked it out. And we haven't seen that long road because we didn't get to see that long road. They didn't keep going. But you could imagine that if they had, this would be where Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man would be. And I, I thought that that paid off uh, and that worked. And so when they were fan service-y, you know, and they they had the moment where Andrew Garfield was like, yeah, but I feel like mine didn't really get a chance. They're like, no, man, you're amazing because your movies were called The Amazing Spider-Man. It was, it was funny and it didn't feel shallow to me because they were doing all this other work to bolster it. It, on. It, it also didn't feel shallow to me, and uh, this is where, you know, everybody's own personal experience colors everything. Uh, for example, um, I saw the movie twice. The first time, everybody in my family, except for my daughter, who just received her first college rejection letter, was there. And then, and, and as soon as we talked afterward, we're like, wow, I'm really glad that the daughter who just got rejected from college didn't see it tonight. The following right. morning, we got to that part and I was like, oh, that's right. This is a thing. And I looked over and she was grinning ear to ear and she turns and whispers, I'm so glad I didn't see this yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was truly special. And that, of course, is, is colored by my personal experience, right? Sure. Uh, likewise, um, uh, my guess is not everybody went back and rewatched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse right before watching this. Uh, so as a result, like my experience was also colored by the fact that this is objectively a slight, a, a somewhat, you decide the amount, a somewhat less good cover of that movie, like note for note across the board. If, uh, however, I understand that a lot of people will never go see 
a cartoon in a movie theater. So as a result, if 10 times as many people hear a slightly less good version of a song that I love, I'm happy. That's totally cool by me. And, and that's kind of where, where, where I'm at with this. It's like, I mean, it's almost into the Spider-Verse, but it's the version that 10 times as many people are gonna see, so I'm super happy. Something, um, something else that shocked me, and I genuinely, if you can go back to the record of 2020, where I said, there's no way Chris Cox is in this movie. There oh. is no way they that uh, Char Char Charlie Cox. Shows. You mean Charlie Cox? Sorry, Charlie Cox. There's Chris no Cox was way. not. You were right. Yeah, there's no way. Feige hates the Netflix shows, and between this and Hawkeye, it's like, God damn it, Kevin, couldn't you just let them live then? Like you obviously you like them, you like the the actors enough to let them play in the world. That the in the end of the day, you couldn't. Okay, but I genuinely enjoyed. Um, Charlie seeing Charlie Cox on the big screen is Daredevil. He's already said that if we do Daredevil, that it will be Charlie. So there's clearly going to be more Daredevil coming. Like I love, I'm so happy. I loved it. I loved that scene with him. It felt like, oh, he's back and they're going to do more and he's going to get to play more and get to play around with all the toys. Now it's just, I am was so happy delighted with that. The only thing I wish. The only thing I, I felt was lacking, it's not even lacking, it's just a nitpick for me. Tom, what you said about developing the Spider-Man, when the Spider-Man, when they're talking about in the scene of what villains they've all fought, they're running through like, well, I fought an alien goo and I fought a guy, a Russian guy in a rhinoceros machine. I wish they had come up with fictional things we didn't see, like just like mentioned all the aborted movies that didn't happen that we as fans know were in development and just talked about that. I think that would have, that's the only thing I feel like was a missed opportunity. Other than that, I don't think there's, and even then that's not really a Nick to give the movie. I think that's just something for me. I, I think, wouldn't even call that a missed opportunity as a choice. They, they yeah. probably could, I, I, I could imagine they would have considered that and decided well, that will confuse some people, so let's not do it. But I, I'm with you. That would have been well, kind of fun. And, and you only get so much runway. And again, we all bring our personal experience to stuff. And seeing that quiet moment where Tobey Maguire is talking to Andrew Garfield about negative self-talk and about how he needs to reframe his experience like uh, as somebody, you know, I have been dealing a lot with negative self-talk. And so as a result, it was very special to me to see that moment where they totally normalized this kind of psychological health uh, discussion. It was, I, I, I loved it beyond words. It was really the, great. Uh, the only other thing I want to hit on uh, is uh, the, way, the, the choice of the ending where everybody forgets Peter Parker exists, not that he's Spider-Man, but that he exists. And the way it ends, I'm like, oh, these three movies were an origin story for classic Spider-Man. Like this was Feige doing a three movie origin story where we dealt with, he's he lives in a world where the Avengers exist. He's had heroes. He was, if, you, if what Feige has said is that the kid in Iron Man 2 is Peter getting saved by Tony in from the drones like he's lived in a world with superheroes what does that spider-man look like but now he's been reset to where he's now classics toby tom holland is now classic spider-man with no connections no one knows who he is he has no tech it's just him and his sewing machine and I thought that although was they they haven't forgotten spider-man they've only forgotten peter parker that's what i'm saying though but no, no, but like 
but now Peter so doesn't Spider-Man's have... still an Avenger. Yeah, mm, I don't know. I think the but implication Peter Parker, there... They may not know who he is. To me, the implication there was he I'm, no longer I'm, has access to toys. Like, it's just I, him. I and, don't know. I The reason I say that, I thought that too, and I was saying similar things, and, and we came out of the movie theater, and Eileen's like, they they all remember Spider-Man. They just don't remember Peter Parker. Uh, seen it twice. I was I'm pretty sure everybody who knew Peter Parker, oh, no, they really do forget Peter Parker because... They all forget Peter. Yeah. But they don't, but they don't they forget Spider-Man. Spider they know a Spider-Man yeah. exists. Yeah. But, they, but, they, but no one knows Peter as Spider-Man, but then on top of that, everybody in Peter's life who knew Peter existed no longer knows Peter exists. There, uh, there was a really fun, wonderful, terrible moment, close your ears, Bryce, where uh, May says the phrase, and she's halfway through the phrase, and just the waterworks are opened up, and my 14-year-old, like, grabs and is upset because I'm crying at a moment I shouldn't be crying. <laughs> but, but, like, but it's like if there was ever a press like, release as to what was about to happen, that was it. Oh no, Eileen and I <laughs> grabbed each other's hands. We're like, oh no. Um, and also, check me on this, but I believe that May said it the way it was written in Silver Age. And the way we've heard it up until now in the movies has, has been, been a simplified a, version, a simplified later version that was used in later comics, which I also liked in that when they talk about, when they reference it later, Toby and Andrew consistently say it that simplified way uh, instead of the the longer way that May says it. Uh, what is, uh, so, so if, if we can step back, um, and think about like the chess game that that was happening. They have to extract the Sony universe from the MCU and they need everybody to play pretend like, you know, here's a severing of that umbilical between the two. And quite literally, they rely on a magic spell and they announce to everyone, you now have to forget, just like everyone in this world has, all that other stuff that happened. You're welcome that that we were cool about using Spider-Man, who we have the rights to, even though blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I'm totally on board for it. And 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 cool. But they're not cool. taking Spider-Man out of the MCU. Could, that that is correct. However, they are now totally freed to tell unencumbered stories that don't rely on, well, why don't you How? you just call so and so or whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying that they brought him in, but then also took them out. So now there's no, like, why didn't, why aren't you calling the other Spider-Man? Cause he left the universe. Like, is that what you're saying? No, that, like, I, 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 uh, it was close ended is what you're saying, right? What I'm saying is the next movie we see from Sony that involves Spider-Man, it's not going to occur to him to call the Hulk or Thor or anybody else for help. Like, like Why not? the divorce is now over. I mean, unless that's the stunt casting that they want to do oh, to loan everything. Oh, like, you're like, like because Sony, the... because Sony doesn't own them is why. But, but, but like, why? But the MCU but how, ones are... But Spider-Man is not forgotten. So yeah. Spider-Man could still get a hold of Doctor Strange or Hulk or whatever. Could, yes, will, no. I, 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 see I don't know. That's that. And I only say this cause that's exactly what I thought until 
Eileen pointed out that they didn't forget Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, right. And then I read the interview where Feige was like, Spider-Man is still part of the MCU or we can't wait to tell future stories. Like, I'm not sure that's what they're doing after all. Let me put it this way. Uh, imagine a pitch meeting, bunch of writers sitting around. They're proposing a bunch of ideas. You're an executive at, at Sony. They're like, we have two really good ideas. One of them involves Spider-Man going back and reconnecting with the Avengers. And you as the executive are immediately thinking, oof, going to have to call so-and-so and blah, 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 blah. We'll have to figure out some kind of trade-off to make it worth both of us splitting a pie, whatever. They're like, the other one is really great, and it involves a weird team-up between the Sinister Six and Spider-Man to fight Venom. Which of those two do you think will be the next Spider-Man well, movie? Except that I don't Feige's know, already I don't, said that. Like, I don't know that that has doing, anything to do with this. Yeah, I, Feige's <laughs> already said that they're actively, I, they're actively developing the next MCU trilogy of Spider-Man. So I'm sure that, look, every solo, the goal is that every, Spider-Man's been in a weird position, unlike every other movie is really the issue here. That every other movie was just Marvel owns itself, and so Kevin can decide which toys want he wants to put in which movie he doesn't have that ability with spider-man he has to every like it's not it's not really about sony it's about the disney side of it we want to make a spider-man movie you want to use our spider-man tom holland in it okay which villain are we going to take away can we use morbius well no because they're doing a morbius spinoff can we use venom well we got the, the venom franchise doing really well so okay can we use craven yeah you guys can use craven that's really the issue here um you know what villains will will the continuing adventures of the Tom Holland Spider-Man be allowed to play with in his solo movies? I think we're avoiding the most important uh, aspect of this movie, uh, which is when um, Ned's uh, uh, relative speaks unsubtitled Tagalog and my wife starts laughing uh, before Ned translates hmm. what his mother has said I really and when Andrew that. Garfield hold on hold on and when Andrew Garfield then says sorry Lola and I say ah representation that is me <laughs> didn't understand a thing she said but understood the tone knows to call her Lola and apologize yeah I'm Andrew Garfield in that in that moment well right and, and and also they immediately reveal you know she speaks English the next phrase in 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 that but but I loved that uh, they felt no need to subtitle any of that because it's like, what, what's that going to give you? <laughs> you know, something that you didn't get before by watching the tone and the posture and the, y y all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it, it, it felt uh, very real to me. That's all. I mean, how did you guys feel about the Miles Morales quick little like nod? Loved it. Jamie yeah, Fox yeah, that gives. was cool. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Any other just, thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home? Just that it's fantastic and it's going to, It's uh, you know what it is? Last thing. It genuinely feels like the first genuine phase three follow-up movie. Like, like Eternals hasn't felt like the next step. Etern um, I haven't seen um, Eternals yet. Um, none of the TV shows have really felt like the next step. This is the first movie of phase four that feels like the next step in something. Ryan? Uh, it, sure. Also, Into the Spider-Verse was better. Come at me. <laughs> there we go. That is Spider-Man No Way Home.